0: Shalom, we are about to take a journey together towards completeness a journey towards Ruach HaKodesh the Holy Spirit. This is a very long path holding many ways. The opening of the revelation of one's higher powers of their soul does not come about by only wishful thinking but is according to the daily actions of our lives. One is required to make the effort. Trust in God will give them time long enough to think of the matters concerning their soul. This is where it all starts. This is something most people just don't find the time to seriously engage in. The world is regulated according to judgment. We must have right and proper judgment. Through continuous self-judgment one draws upon oneself the awe of heaven. Thus he eliminates the need of judgment descending upon him from heaven to force one to this awe. A threefold cord is not easily broken so always realize in all your thoughts that God is first, last and there is no other. You need to come to peace with your desires. Be careful of excessive desires and urges for things of this world. As when there is a conflict between physical and spiritual desires this clash can interfere with one's happiness. Numerous varieties of countless combinations of the many forms of worldly pleasures maddens the mind. It is not good to madly strive after sensual gratification like dogs and rats. Unintelligent people chase after a illusion of happiness but in reality the real happiness is that which is eternal and of the spiritual life. If worldly interest does not die, true growth of the spiritual being cannot take place. One acts impulsively when they are out of balance. One must shut out those desires and impulses which could damage one's spiritual and their emotional well-being. Those that prevent you having peace of mind. All of us need to remove the dust of misunderstanding from our hearts that have misled you. It makes you spiritually blind. Then your heart will not be confused, but remain undisturbed. But fools do not know this as they don't want to know knowledge of the soul. One needs to untie the knots in their heart so that liberation and enlightenment can occur. These knots constrict the flow, block our mind space. Inhibiting the flow of energy through oneself. You will then have tranquility of peace within, and peace of conscience. When your inner peace is disturbed energy is lost. You must work to keep your mind unfragmented, whole and centered. Untying the knots in your heart will open up the mind to feelings of peace, calm and bring one new ideas. Calming the mind strengthens the heart. One need to be in a state of receptivity open to the divine presence. Don't create in your mind dichotomy by distorted delusions. You must transcend transient trivialities. Everything goes wrong in life when priorities are confused. Develop a new stance of reconciliation between what you want and what we need. Don't let fallen desire obstruct the freedom of your soul. Know that there is no limits to a man's desires, he will go on desiring. When it comes to the point that he finds he cannot obtain the object of his desire there will be pain. Any time we could locate that conciliatory position we take a step up the spiritual ladder. By finding peace by being satisfied with one's God-given lot in life. This make us feel fulfilled. From contentment come happiness. Spread the flag of freedom being the banner of your soul. What a great calamity it is not finding contentment. We must judge ourselves correctly. For on judgment the world turns. Run after justice with all your strength chasing after truth. How can one sincerely engage in a spiritual life if one is engaged in actions that are manipulative, deceptive and destructive harming oneself and others. Every human faculty can become distorted, perverted, or turned to achieve the desired end which is a blessing for the body the soul and society in general. Haughty pride and arrogance form a basis on which rests the evil inclination. Arrogance and hypocrisy and the like, place one far from being able to comprehend the ways of divine truth. People tend to become very proud and arrogant in this world, so much that they can't seriously even investigate a thought of about God or their soul as they are only concerned with themselves and their own needs and these they only identify with their physical existence and their bodies. This is truly insanity. To learn one must make themselves as a fit vessel. Not a vessel that will not hold any light because it is so damaged by negative energy. One needs to know that just as their soul is the source of divine inspiration, by turning away from the God by one's thoughts, Speech and actions one is calling to oneself divine repulsion. This binds one's desires to desires of the external world, desires removed from ultimate divine will. This same force of divine repulsion is what builds the arrogance of our ego self aggrandizement and allows one to dwell in ignorance. To reach the absolute truth, you will need to leave your self imposed blindness and falsehoods. Do not glue your eyes shut by arrogance. It is the empty space in it that gives it its usefulness as a vessel. Don't be full of yourself. Arrogance only invites problems, it makes people discourteous. One who does not flaunt his wisdom becomes enlightened. One who arrogantly shows off their wealth invites trouble. Blessing only rests on what is hidden from the eye. Don't boast about your accomplishments, just become successful. Accomplish great thing when they are small. Don't procrastinate. If all one cultivates is ignorance. There is a good chance they will be left to do menial things. If one were to cultivate good qualities, passions and strivings they may they may find themselves in a position taking charge of others. And if they seek divine enlightenment they may come to advise others. Our aspirations are the key to living inspired. Inspiration is a burst of energy. Sometimes it brings you motivation and thoughts that come to you like lightning, like out of nowhere. When you reflect on the thought it gives you more energy and excitement. These inspirations are the seeds of creation, ideas from which is created the world. Such flashes of vision you must act upon. Later on, it may be too hard to do, or you may no longer have the needed inspiration by which to become successful. The mind, if not directed, is relentlessly active, and by one's animal nature, they can become drunk with the wine of desire, this increases its turbulence. After desire has taken possession of one, they begin to become jealous of the success of others. Then the demon of pride enters the mind, making him feel all important. Then no one can teach him anything. Special attention should be given to our imaginations as it is the well of our strivings and desires. Many a man has come to misery from unsatisfied desires or the fear of not being able to achieve their desires. Misused imagination can place one in a delusional fantasy world. This can be a big energy drain. There the imagination becomes the greatest enemy of man. It can seduce him to do things which are the worst. Or persuade him to abandon things should be done, and are the very fiber of life. You must eliminate confused dreams. It is bad dreams that plague the good dreams of humanity. The mind clings to false images it creates. Building up layer upon layer. It is through these one sees the world. This is a hindrance to reaching clear awareness of the truth. The mind is the eye of one's being. A mind that is confused, as a blind eye. It's hard to see with the blinders on. Keep your mind detached and whole. Through wise disenchantment over temptations of wealth, fame and achievement. One will achieve a high-minded detachment in life. This high-mindedness enables one to take what comes, this gives one a sense of freedom. Avoid the habitual clinging tendency of consciousness. By practicing this high-minded detachment one eventually arrives at an intense joy of living life. One becomes fully joyful, having liberation from all material miseries it is good to dwell on something good but things that only worry or sadden you why hold on and cling to them. Know from sadness, bitterness of spirit one can become like intoxicated with wine, having distorted judgment one cannot let evil imagination lead them to depression, banish worries. Things are not as they appear. Feeling down? Got the blues? Even from the black depths of pain and despair, life can hand out valuable lessons in compassion, devotion, wisdom and love. One does not have to become depressed because of difficult times or sufferings that may come upon us. Nor do we have to let worries ruin our mood. Suffering is meant as a teacher to anyone who experiences it, and also to those who see it or hear about it. The suffering of anyone in the world can serve as a tool to learn lessons that will elevate us. It is a champion athlete who must withstand painful training to reach peak performance. Sufferings come to increase faith. Knowledge is the main comfort from all suffering. It can expand your mentality to a degree that the problem does not bother, phase, or disturb you. Do not worry about what might possibly go wrong the next day. One never knows what will occur. Perhaps tomorrow you will no longer be in this world and you will have worried about a world that is not yours eliminate negative thoughts and emotions, they are toxins to the mind. We all need to cleanse our intelligence, emotions, physical desires and consciousness regularly. Don't accept negative emotions or thoughts such as nothing is fun anymore, feeling lonely, unloved, feeling empty, feeling hopeless, feeling guilty or worthless. Being depressed only makes things worse. It even affects our posture and our heath. If one feels like crap they look like it. Depression affects everyone around in a bad way. Depression isn't fun. These feelings don't help you out. Let them go. Throw them away. Balance and centeredness means attitude not affected by emotions. Before emotions arise, there is balance. When these emotions are settled correctly, there is harmony. Set your mind above worry and vexation. You have better things to do than contemplate such foolish thoughts as they are ridiculous. When the truth is apparent, we can only be astonished when looking at that which we thought was the reality is so far from the absolute truth. Remember, God runs the world, He has given you all you need. It's those thoughts and feelings that are in error. You must demonstrate some confidence in God and yourself. Whatever the problem or the situation is you will get over it. The world is not going to end. The way of God's maintenance of the world is hidden and unpredictable. Many times struggles are ordained by heaven to force us to turn to God. So many times it comes about that what we thought was to our disadvantage ends up being for our benefit. It's like when the car breaks down, instead of being hit by a train. Many times disaster is what blessing perches on. It like when the house burns down, and the treasure is found when digging the new foundation. People have always been perplexed by life's up and downs. Don't let them get to you. People go through post-traumatic stress syndrome. Pressure from problems can remain in the psyche. This can sometimes manifest in obsessions that prevent the person from going on in their life being their best. You need to get over your past. By understanding what has transpired in the days that have already passed which are your life you will have a better mastery over your future. Your actions events, and occurrences that you found disappointing and hold you back, undergo a metamorphosis to become the way you want them to be. It's a new day. Be a new you. Choose to become healed from your past problems. Remove past tribulations from your psyche, heal the damage caused by them. By learning the lessons taught in this book and working them you will be able to leave your post-traumatic stress in the past. Where it belongs. Never make important decisions except in a peak state. When one has maximum energy. If you change people will approach you differently. Only in such a state is one's heart clear and pure enough to make and to discern judgments correctly. It is your obligation to check your heart to find out the source of your imbalance. What it is that disturbs you, and do something about it. Be completely stoic. Whatever happens, however things go, however situations treat you it should be all the same. Just as God is unchanging, so there is a point deep inside your soul that is unchanging. Through being stoic, it is unlocked, unearthed. And manifests this way it's possible to always stay in your peak state. This is accomplished by your soul's ability to subjugate, conquer, and control your emotions. Isn't it about time you exercise self-control so your soul can reveal to you knowledge that will lead to your ultimate happiness? Dream of a better world, a world with less cruelty, injustice, poverty, and suffering. One must struggle to attain their dreams. The good dreams that descend to the world need to enter the world of reality. Know that compassion pushes away depression. Sometimes it is necessary to break our nature not just guide it. If we break our will for His will. He will do the same for us from His infinite mercy. Blessings come to us from the will of God. When we change our nature so as to fulfill His will, He can even change nature itself so as to bless us with His infinite bounty. When a person does kindness in a selfless way not imposing restrictions, the blessings they evoke will be limitless from God's boundless sea of blessings. In a sense one must dissolve themselves to become part of the great whole. Worldly blessings are planted by good deeds. Virtue protects your blessings. Don't be concerned about the blessings you're going to get. No nature is perpetually changing. God never changes and is everlasting. So it's best for us many times to change our attitude. Challenging external situations at times require us to change our attitudes. When we do His will, we can receive all blessings that exist in His will. Then you will have power to bless others. There should be purpose to all our actions, all according to the mystical scheme of the universe. This purpose is to always be involved in the ultimate fulfillment of His will. This is the way of the universe. One must adapt themselves so that in any environment they can attach their mind to that which is most profound. God has certain rules by which He has made this world and by which it operates. Water only runs downhill, unless He rules otherwise. These rules are His will. By following in His way, that which is tied up preventing flow of divine abundance becomes untangled. The dirt on our souls is cleansed away light separated become merged giving life all things reach harmony as is proper then one can suddenly reveal the light of their soul that was not seen before the virtue of the righteous person is this wholeness he doesn't separate himself but lives merging himself in this universal wholeness of god wholeness of life he embraces this oneness when one is one with god god is one with them by this all things benefit then all will once again will be united the way it should be with god this is all obscure Yet it is the greatest clarity. You will be able to sense it, when all is right. In our world of limitations, paradoxes and inconstancies contradict and seem to exclude each other. Only a man of the highest sensibilities can stand here. In a place beyond limits they coexist in harmony without any qualms. It is said you can't dance at two weddings, unless you can be in two places at the same time. Above concerns providence. Below is the realm of free choice. One who is connected to God in the upper worlds while still in this world can do this they are in contact with cosmic forces of beneficence. But this is something like any relationship is and needs to be an ongoing thing. The soul is as a coal taken from the divine fire of God Himself. When these coals separate too long from the fire they become extinguished. So one must work to establish the divine unification that reveals your soul in the God. One always needs to realize that the material desires of their body in and of themselves when they are not directed for the sake of heaven form coverings over our souls, blocking its light. And then we need to uncover out spiritual nature which has become hidden. Each of us needs to do this at their own level till the depth of the souls is revealed, cleaving to the God. Some phenomena are very subtle. Look closely at the subtle and listen to the small, still voice dot understand the signs from above, the patterns that occur in the world here below and the affairs of humanity in between. This all links with the concept of making divine providence, according to one's closeness to God, their personal refinement the rules over the whole system and over you in particular change. As the powers and responsibilities of the king's son differs from that of the palace janitor or one who has no place in the palace at all. You his will and you will be blessed you will be a winner. You can live a spiritual life free of guilt with all of God's blessings including healing when needed of your body and soul, wisdom, prosperity, forgiveness and all the wonders we pray for each day. His rules are the formula for true life. Since life was created for the sake of its potential to achieve closeness to God. When man can no longer live for that potential. His life is taken from him. A person who doesn't want to get up in the morning. If this desire is strong enough he just dies. One must live a life of purpose. Ambivalence ranks high on the self-sabotage scale. This is usually due to a lack of vision a lack of purpose, and the secret desire to let others do and decide things for you. You need always to actively be in control of your life. Its outcome should not be left up to chance. You need to be a student of the science of life, this will be beneficial for you in this world and the world beyond our own. This is the science of the soul. This is ultimately the business of life. One should always be growing, never becoming stagnant. Growth should be ecstatic, not something routine. You should jump into it. Be the architect of your life, its imaginative engineer. One should always be striving to reach a higher level. Achieving greater completion, happiness, clarity, and inner peace. Refining one's inner vision is a process of unfolding. It is good to cultivate the disciplines of moderation and self restraint. By moderation you will know when to stop, as there is a time for everything and a time when it is enough. We don't accomplish much when in an exhausted ragged and physically disoriented condition. You must always keep things directed in an orderly manner as if order is lost this bodes ill. To help achieve this you will need to develop the thoughtful strategic planning found with clarity of mind. Everyone looks up to a thoughtful person. One should act for everyone's benefit. Life is a humanitarian movement. Help everyone to become happy. When you make yourself a better person all mankind is improved as it is the total sum of its individuals. As more become involved in doing good things the whole world will change. It's good to bring people good tidings; then good news will come back to you. One should be honest and say what they mean and mean what they say. Truth has no friends, but it is what it is. On the other hand directing your affairs based on opinions of unmitigated finality leads to bad results. Do not be stupid and inflexible. And will not help your relationships one bit being nihilistic, fatalistic or have other absurd attitudes about life. If you do not have good judgment, you are not going to have good relationships with anyone. Try to be real. Based upon truth a person must stand firm as a cedar, even if at times one needs to be flexible as a reed. A living man is flexible and warm. It's a dead person who is rigid, stiff and cold. Which do you want to be? Many people think they are living the best life they can, doing exactly what is best for them when in reality concerning many things the opposite is true. The problem is people do not know what perfection of life is. They think that in material advancement they have fulfillment in life a nice house, bank account, wife and kids. These are not things that last forever. But this fulfillment is short-lived. Life presents openings for greater things. The truth of the matter is that through the combined workings of divine mercy and coordination with the results of our free will one can attain refinement and closeness to God. There are always awesome secrets going on about a person's life. Through the events in our lives, the world around us God is always trying to explain the fixing of your soul and its way in this world, but these personal messages are rarely understood. This fixing of your soul is the loftiest achievement. If you can see beyond your self-imposed rigid level of understandings, mental obstructions. It will be easier for you to adapt yourself to any circumstance, and see the truth. Don't be foolishly stubborn. Remember the yielding our preserved whole. A person who is together never leaves the center of his own being always on a quest for greater attainment. He is a trailblazer in his unique individualized personalized path. Never swerve from your true nature but at the same have the intelligence of creativity to be adaptable. You must follow the path that appeals most to the inner calling of your heart, once you are able to hear it. Many times it requires courage and even fearlessness to walk along this path. Don't waver from the truth you hold dear. What is well planted or closely held cannot be pulled up or slip away. Establish virtue firmly within yourself. Live a virtuous life. Your virtue must be of unconditional piety. Be simple, straightforward. Establishing a firm foundation of virtue. One cannot be wishy-washy sometimes being this way, sometimes that way depending on which way the wind blows. Or according to who they are with. Or what benefits they will gain. No, a person must firmly always stand by God as a wall. You must reach the point of truth. You just need to anchor your feelings on the truth. Bind your heart to the truth. Harmonize your heart and mind. Cleanse your mind so that truth empowers your emotions. Eliminate disturbed emotions and return to serenity. Remove negative emotions so your mind may flourish. You can change your emotions how you feel about anything. Don't accept a life with undeveloped emotions that allow chaos to exist in your mind and heart. One must be careful with what they put their mind and heart upon, as by this they unite with it. Truth is now and forever. Even when facing a crisis, God forbid do not deviate from that which is just and correct. Be completely honest and act with integrity. Wild animals are pure and devoid of ulterior motives. They are not devious, they harbor no inhibitions, they bear no grudges. There is no reason you can't achieve these qualities. You are not less than a beast. Speech is an extraordinary expression of divine power in a human being. It is a quality that separates us from animals. So don't babble away at whim. Speech should be treated with great respect. One should not lie, cause another to lie, or approve of others doing so. As all these are equally bad. Speak with dignity, do not say disgusting things, or be occupied in words of vanity as if the mouth becomes blemished. How can one pray? How can the same lips that God forbid lie, pray? Or if their life is a lie? Surely truth will win in the end. Truth will always last. Above, it is cherished as being dear, precious, and priceless before the Divine Presence. We can see by the contemplation of truth, especially concerning God, that it has great emotional value. It changes our being in a wondrous way. One can attain a superconscious state by heightening, harmonizing balancing their emotional nature with enthusiasm and joy. As then their emotions can be a seat to their soul of divine intellect. Balance and centeredness means attitude not affected by emotions. Know that your mind is meant to be the instrument of your soul. Reap the dividends gained by innovating new ideas. Your soul has access to all knowledge, but it takes other knowledge to call this knowledge forth. As only a chemist is likely to make new discoveries in chemistry. Power of knowledge brings forth knowledge. For this reason teachers are very helpful, but one must do the work. No God is the teacher of all teachers. As long as knowledge is not drawn down, the person is in a relative state of darkness. Knowledge of the existence of God and his relationship to you breaks the darkness. In the self, This means to simply integrate, live, and bring to experience and fulfillment what one knows. The capacity to know is available to us from our souls but it must be awakened. So let it guide you. The truth will present itself to you naturally to join you with the deep boundless oneness of God. Wake up and live. Are you happy with what you have? Do you only want a little truth concerning God? What kind of love is it when one has a little or no interest at all in finding out about the character of their partner? One just doesn't care who they are. When one loves someone, they just can't stop thinking about them. True attachment to the God is restless and flows as a river ever impelling. This divine true love is spontaneous. It is in issues as this that we can have a measure to test the extent of our love for God. Know what to love and what to hate. Love springs forth from one soul, it should be perfectly natural for man. Just as it is natural for a bird to fly. Is he any interest to you? Enough to open a book and learn. Do not deceive yourself you need to learn the science of God and spirituality. Unfortunately public schools do not teach about spirituality, matters of the soul and this is the most important knowledge. This is the material world and here ignorance concerning spiritual matters prevail. Modern society is very much interested in the body and other physical matters but to the eternal consciousness of the spirit they pay no attention, they are only concerned with non-permanent things. But whatever happy life that one is preparing for in the next world while in this world. It is only prepared by participation in things of permanence, and those things all are spiritual. The perfection of life can only achieved with godly consciousness. This godly consciousness cannot be achieved by only occupying in a material life. Its approach is only by knowledge of God. Ignorance concerning spiritual matters is the main defect of modern civilization, with this matter people are very obstinate. As long as we act unaware that we are souls in bodies and have no awareness of spirituality what eternal value will all our activities have for our souls? Knowledge of the spiritual nature of the world and the soul can also be discovered by examining the spiritual phenomena from a spiritual perspective. There are many ways of spirituality many paths of spiritual teachings. But all the true ones, those that unite you with the divine light of God have one object. They may have different understanding and different ways of reaching there, but they all lead to a awareness of the absolute truth. Almost everyone these days are ignorant about spirituality, or don't consider the matter seriously. They think they are very happy and have everything eating, sleeping and mating as any other animal. Many are captivated in the illusion that they are their body, that's all there is. As soon as you come to true spiritual awareness you will be joyful and free from anxiety over mundane matters. Then you are no longer only a boss or employee. It is only then that your real life has begun. You must learn the immortal knowledge, the truth of life of God and the creation. Dedication is required. Or maybe you believe you know more about God than anyone that ever lived. Like Moses, you have your own way. Like Moses you are capable of going forty days and nights without food or water on Sinai and bring down the Bible. Consider the ancients they really saw something. They knew how to live according to the oneness. There is a reason why the two largest religions of the world Christianity and Islam are both based on the story in the five books of Moses and the prophets of the Bible. With the onset of industrialization, the elevation of science, the Holocaust, and the proliferation of Western materialism, spirituality, Spiritual ideas and practices became harder to access. One must go through different stages of development if they are to understand the wisdom of the ancient prophets and sages. Don't dismiss this ancient wisdom out of intellectual prejudice. By this you will lose all progress that has been made. You want to be attached to this body of works and knowledge. Also be aware that even if in this generation religion has lost its mystical connection. Relying on the superficial trappings of religion will get one nowhere. Nor will religious conviction based on nothing. There is divine truth which is an enduring cosmology. The acquisition of knowledge through learning is a continual process of searching. It's turning the complex into the simple. The truth is uncovered when one simplifies all aspects of their life. There is a way of learning, a fastidious scholarship that is totally lacking in insight and discernment whereby one gains no originality of insight or depth of understanding. Thinking without learning makes one flighty but learning without thinking will be a disaster leading to understandings void of common sense and reasonableness. Beware outside of this spirit of reasonableness we find fanaticism and dogmatism and all sorts of insane thoughts and behavior. Cramming of information is not the end goal of learning in and of itself. It is not about memorization of facts, but development of the process of cognition. Life is limited but knowledge is a part of God and is limitless, so dive in. You don't have much time. Ideas need a period of gestation to develop. One needs to place greater emphasis on thought and less on knowledge itself. You will discover that certain authors, Teachers are critical events in one's intellectual development, their teachings are readily absorbed and digested and give sustenance to the soul this is because there is such a thing as affinity of spirits. No, attunement to one's individual intellect takes work and time but this is only the beginning as high insight will come from beyond oneself coming from the collective consciousness of cosmic intelligence. This is sometimes called unconsciousness. We need to tune into this unconsciousness communication system get down to the depth of your soul. Only through the acquisition of knowledge of truth one is able to expand the powers of one's faith. Just open a little hole and the infinite power can come in. This extra strength goes to the soul. Light will come to you by learning and meditating on what you have learned. The holy energy builds one a ship to cross the ocean of life. The ancient sages were as passing travelers. A person should guard their power of speech from evil. So as to not defile this powerful tool. As said before one does not want lying lips. These are not fit for talking to God, or anyone for that matter. Don't make yourself a victim of gossip. It doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end. Stick with friends who would rather live their own lives than talk about someone else's. The best way to avoid being involved in gossip is to steer clear of people who gossip. If you happen to hear a rumor, don't repeat it and don't listen to it either. Avoid all aimless critical abusive speech. We are not here to gossip but to awaken to the precious beauty of our life and that of others. Act with grace strength of character, and compassion in your affairs with others. When someone trusts you with a personal secret, keep it to yourself. You want God to reveal to you his secrets he only shares with those he is close to. So show you can keep a secret. The great divine mystery keeps unfolding, and the more one is devoted to it, the more it just keeps opening up. Let your mind participate in a great revelation. God wants to be recognized for his beauty and magnificence. By your inner and outer devotion to God in all aspects of your life you can induce attachment to the Holy Blessed One. Learn to contact God, infinite and formless by everything in this world. One must grow and change. When the quest for spiritual growth has become abandoned. It's as if one enters into a life of slavery. Your life is a complex web woven from threads of passion, desires and bad habits. To many this web is a prison, or it becomes one slavery. When this happens one soul and spirit become slaves of their body. If this is the case then one becomes required to untie this net of desires in which they have trapped themselves. In the opposite situation complete occupation with the spirituality can cause you to forget physical desires as most know them. Then they can direct their creativity and the activities of their life so to reconnect themselves with God, the source of their soul as is proper. Your compelling grand passions for good are the song, the voice of your soul. With this passion we must allow our sentiment to be formed, the voice of the soul is not cold, but a matter of passion. It is not a really cold heart, but your warm nature. Make your priority what is important to God and minimize that which God finds trivial. Leave your physical bondage. One must work to build their soul. Spiritual freedom does not come from nowhere. It requires a process of continual transformation and renewal of one's inner being and the biological aspect of one's being is the foundation. On a higher level, perfection is expected. Corrections must be fixed immediately. You need to fix to build every aspect of your being so that you can become all you can be. What is it that God wants from you? Really look at yourself, your life see how you can be a better person. How you can bring your life more in line with divine will. The greatest happiness is from something that is new. When God shines his good will, and all the worlds are in bliss. Become more a part of divine will in your thought speech and actions. When changing places spiritually one must pass through the empty space. The point of truth can be the scariest moment. Many, when facing it regardless, have turned the other way and ran in denial. Most people are afraid, scared, and terrified to go inside, take a look, confront, and face themselves. Many are in darkness, denial they can't face the truth. They may be trapped in a thick, one sided, egomania headset. Don't fool yourselves time and time again till it gets to the point where you can't even really honestly face yourself. Then it will be too late. You must start by scrutinizing your thoughts, words, and actions. This will lead you to understand the root of your behavior, what makes you tick, and what you are doing, or supposed to be doing, here. Thus one self-psychoanalyzes. You must be flexible and ready to change. You can rehabilitate, remodel, and rebuild yourself from scratch, until the fulfilling of all of your greatest dreams. Sometimes it can be like resurrection of the dead. Recognize that there is no turning back. Be flexible, practice self-discipline and be prepared for anything. Then when it comes you will not be overwhelmed thinking can lead to correct strategy, consideration is also necessary so to plan for all eventualities. If God puts a test before you you will be ready and will more likely to pass your test. God gives us these tests so that we can prove ourselves by expressing our love. God tests us out of his love he has for us. By solving the problems that the path of life brings us we grow. God provides up in our lives with tests and challenges to the soul so it can grow and change by overcoming these challenges. This is the purpose of life. Don't be like Pharaoh, king of Egypt in the Bible. God sends him sufferings the plagues, and instead of changing his ways he goes for more plagues. There are better ways to get God's attention. When you are not moving with the way of the creation, but against the tide, the time. This can be as a bad not in a song and it can even reach such a point that the song can no longer go on. Something will have to give. The way to spiritual health is holding on to the fact that God is going to help. We are going to have good times. God is good and he wants to help you don't sell yourself short. No one is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes and has defects and lackings in one way or another. You can edit the movie of your life any way that you so chose. The sad song of a broken, wrecked, wasted life can be repaired, transformed, and turned into the sweetest music. Fix your blemishes and turn them into advantages. Know that each of our failings and lackings is just a husk over a special ability. Through working on imperfections, one peels off a husk and is left with a unique gift. Know that at times God will set up a situation in your life that can force you to change. A time when things can no longer go on as they have been and something must give. The path of life can be like a sanitarium it cures of a man when he makes a wrong turn in life. It puts man in situations that force him to correct defects in his personality. Life is good at fixing megalomania, egocentricity, conflict neurosis, spitefulness, social exhibitionism and all forms of moral distemper. Life is full and surrounds us with spiritual healing properties. Prompting changes to begin by a decision being made. Make providence oriented decisions. Strengthen your own will to do the right thing. Use stressful situations to arouse willpower to overcome obstacles. By strengthening your own will, the will that opposes you will be broken. If it is bad, you have to get rid of it. Give up what is not right. You need to know what God wants from you. Don't be afraid to lose part of your identity. It's possible to become a different, a better person. How we deal with stress, disappointments, and frustration determines the essence of our personality. Be determined, let nothing stand between you all the goal. You must dissolve and avoid the stiffness and rigidity caused by the tension of worldly confrontations, arguments and quarreling. Contention leads to strife. Insecurity breeds contention. Recognize contention motivated by personal desire and not by moral necessity and avoid it. Overcome emotions that feed contentiousness. You must keep before yourself an objective view of the facts. Avoid unnecessary conflict and aggravating turmoil. Seek mutual realignment not mutual disturbance. This will lead you into a new realm of absolute freedom. Strengthen your essence. The source of our stress and emotional problems many times is the failure to live in the moment. Learn to practice self-control. You must firmly be in control of yourself. Free yourself from such human concerns as pain, anger, anguish, nervousness, irritation, strife and paranoia. These emotions cause so many problems and have led to so many a man's downfall. Given free play who knows what could happen? These are strong feelings. They can put one out of balance. One really needs to guard themselves from these destructive forces. One who can overcome himself is a strong man. Stress can literally, God forbid, kill a person. There is no question concerning this. Hypertension which is caused by excessive stress can cause heart attacks. This is evidence of the emotional-spiritual-physical link. That you can be as you feel inside. That one must guard their thoughts. Stress is what you feel when you are worried or uncomfortable about something. This worry in your mind can make your body feel bad. When the mind is disturbed, the body then also will be disturbed. Too much pressure causes a nervous breakdown and the like. Eliminate mental vexation. Don't become disturbed by transitory problems you encounter in life, no, they will pass. You must steadfastly trust that even these circumstances God has created only for your best interest. They are conducive for whatever it is your soul needs to accomplish now. Even if its end result may be impossible to understand right, right now. The best way to keep stress away is to have a balanced life. Everyone gets angry. Maybe you lose your cool or hit the roof. Lost your temper? Do you yell and scream or want to hit someone? Do you get angry when something doesn't go your way, when you become frustrated? You should work to keep this situation from happening again. Don't be hot-headed, ease tension and live longer. Look at the hot world with a cool head. Don't have a quick or a hot temper. Don't lose control. Certainly don't run into a fight. When our aggression becomes so extreme that we lose self-control, it is said that we are in a rage. Anger may do more harm than any other emotion. One day's anger can destroy your whole life. Purity and peace achieved by a day's work can be lost in a moment. The overall effects of anger are enormous. Through anger the mind the body can both become disturbed. One who starts off in anger many times comes in the end to regret. Always be gentle. Don't be rough and inconsiderate. When one is unkind to others, this behavior inevitably rebounds back on you. Such behavior will cause destruction to one's connection to the spiritual realms. One must allow wisdom to direct their emotions. Know that receiving insults, abuse, and mistreatment in silence is a tremendous help in dealing with relationships. You have to work at having balanced, healthy relationships. You can't run away from yourself. It is when one is out of balance that they are vulnerable to the spirit of folly and can do something stupid. Those who are blind to their inner selves are likely to do stupid things, so try to stay focused. Don't act impulsively. One is in trouble when they lose their way. Try to stay calm and balance find equilibrium. It is good to feel bound to an inner calmness. When someone loses balance either in their own internal composure or with things outside of themselves they lose energy. One must master patience and tolerance even god forbid if it involves suffering. One's tolerance of suffering is based on their faith. Tolerance is a necessary virtue in everyone's daily life. One who cleaves to God in awe and complete love has no question about any matter of this world. True love is not at all based on or dependent on material or physical motivations. All bothers and difficulties of this world are thought of by him as nothing. They don't interfere with his life at all. Personal problems he faces of this world that would trouble others don't concern him at all. This is not escape to fantasy island. On the contrary, most abide in a world of illusion. Reawakening to the deeper awareness of truth is getting out of fantasy and entering reality, can be painful at the point of impact. The divine beloved is the ultimate reality. Don't be overconcerned with the trivialities of life, they just come and go. Know that by both favor and disgrace one is shocked. Many times this is because people forget the true value of things. So, people, when finding favor of others, may take pride in themselves, making them arrogant or one may imagine that some thing is a matter of disgrace and embarrassment. When it's in all truth a truly insignificant matter. It's about what you want to consider trouble, and then all that such entails. To another man it may be nothing. Many times one may feel lonely, isolated or misunderstood by others. By getting your higher self, soul, involved in daily life, you will be able to feel loved, nurtured, and deeply understood. The way we deal with such problems can show the degree of one's love. Faith endears couples as husband and wife. You need to prepare your heart to receive faith. When one lacks faith which is the power of growing and sprouting literally he rots. He is left to lead a life that is full of sadness, slothfulness and sluggishness. Sometimes it may appear that there is an easier way, yet the way has great potential on the downside. Potential for great loss. Remember no one ever said it would be easy. Sometimes you have to take the hard way and trust in God. Don't do things that put your soul in jeopardy. Mediocrity will get you nowhere. Always be the best you can be. You will feel a lot better. Separate from bad things and stay close to the good always. Cultivate virtues such as ethics, morality, diligence, patience, honesty, self-control, truthfulness, faith and humility. Actually, humility is just a natural inherent virtue of the soul. True humility means to recognize one's specialties and to know that they are gifts from God. Humility just might be one of the most overlooked attributes in leadership, but it just might be one of the most important attributes a leader can possess. A great commander is humble. humility is the connection between leader and follower. It underscores one common element: our humanity. win the allegiance of others. Humility is essential to winning hearts and minds by putting yourself last, they make you their leader. Balanced leadership settles all contention, preventing disorder in the ranks. such a leader assesses himself first before assessing others. He has a loyal heart, eyes and ears. As without these how will he know in which direction to proceed in his affairs? He is so close to his associates that they are to him thoughtful and careful eyes and ears. He is never callous nor are his demands unreasonable. He is the one who finds extraordinary talent that would go unrecognized. A great leader affects harmonization among the different echelons of people. He is able to motivate people to work on their own initiative. He rewards success with entitlements and social distinction is earned. He himself will not be pleased when finding favor before others nor will he fear vilification. He will use deliberately sternness and kindness in specific proportion to unify minds. His speech is discreet directly speaking to the perspective, yet circumspect. He is tolerant and courteous. He knows the hardship of others and spares people. He will to create mutual understanding in his relationships. Everyone sees themselves going as you go, you're not seen as an obstruction to anyone. Don't be a dominating tyrannical ruler. The true leader keeps order. If he excises authority, one strays from the right path of brotherhood, yet if one does not exercise authority there is no way to accomplish anything. Therefore it is best to find a balanced middle way. One who regards all people as his own family makes a world-class leader. Awesome trustworthy authoritativeness makes people trust you. They will do as you tell them without fear or any question or doubt. Humility is a visible demonstration of concern and compassion, as well as authenticity. Humility is an approach to life. Mistakes give rise to the need for humility. Instead of trying to cover mistakes up. Humility is a key to self-understanding that in turn leads to greater awareness of the wholeness of life. Humility is internal and devotional respect towards those personalities and objects deserving respect. Through the humility of a true leader there is effective concentration of energy and skills where they are needed. By humility the true leader can see the positive qualities of all men who work with him the arrogance brought on by pride annihilates humility. Examples of this are such as if one prides himself on this learning and looks upon others as low and insignificant. When several types of human and superhuman virtues become manifest within oneself. When one wins regard and honor, and because of this one looks upon oneself self as high and great in vanity. Or if one's relatives had been honored with ministerial positions in the government. Suppose one's ancestors are of a high and noble family one boasts of one's greatness due to this. One might have a sweet resounding voice, one might be blessed with the willpower by which one can stick to one's activity till one is victorious, because of human achievement, or pride in their work of fasting, reciting prayers, meditation. All these are matters of arrogance from pride, the opposite of humility. Humility breeds humility. You probably see you will need to make changes for the good in the core and inner fiber of your being. It is a different approach to living that invites humility into your life. It is one of the highest divine qualities. These things we mentioned above are things which negate humility. Remember that its acquisition is from God. It's an inherent virtue of the soul. When one becomes one with the infinite, the eternal nature of pure existence, separate sense of self disappears. It's not something which is only temporary till you will slide back to your old foolish ways. Overcome foolishness with intelligence. Your inner self knows what you need to do. You need to just let go. We need to let loose more. Our culture has an affinity for the serious we need to become more like children. Children hardly are aware of material comforts, they have no concept of money, prejudice is not in his vocabulary. Your compelling grand passions for good are the song, the voice of your soul. The soul's passion is born in us. No child has a cold heart, it is we who lose sometime a portion of this youthful heart, our inner warmth. Somewhere in our life aspects of one's inner warmth, sentimental nature can God forbid be killed, choked off, chilled, atrophied. our own neglecting to keep it alive. The process of growing up many times does violence to one's original nature. People learn to harden themselves, they can even become fake, cold-hearted, artistically stale, insensible, insensitive and cruel. Arrogance is not found by young children, they are naturally humble and remain this way until becoming corrupted. A young child believes he can do anything. So can you when you sincerely work toward joining every part of your being to become subjected to God, and this is your only delight. According to one's connection to God is their appreciation of aesthetics, and the degree of delight they find in pleasure in general. God is the source from which comes all types of pleasures in whatever it is that you like. While partaking of pleasure feel its source in God and thereby draw close to Him through the enjoyment. The true great good, delight, and pleasure is only God Himself. He places as if concentrated bits of the manifestation of His being in everything. You will be better able from your closeness to God to appreciate music and art you will be better able to release and utilize divine power to soothe and vitalize your mind and spirit. When one comes back to the grace of God. God loves them even more because he knows about the bad they were involved with, and how much they have changed for him. They will be amazed waking at dawn hearing the heavenly concert of the bird. They will want to join in. In truth, all of the self-somethingness casts a shadow that separates from the ultimate goal, inclusion in the infiniteness of God. Put a needle to your over-inflated ego. Then begin to grow. Egotism is dangerous. The influence of ego has a tendency to take one away from that which is natural for them, and is their true good. It can eventually lead to a type of intellectual blindness. Making one disturbed easily. Through self-negation of nullifying ego, one merits to remove the blocks, curtains, and partitions between them and the divine light and experience the success of godliness. Know that one who relinquishes himself can be entrusted with responsibility of even the world. Measure for measure as one nullifies the concealment made by their ego, God reciprocates and takes the cloak off of his providence. Excitement comes from renewal, new projects, new personal interests, revolutionary breakthroughs and awakenings. It is by these things one is made lively and vibrant. Know God's creativity and effectiveness is obviously boundless. Transform your socially orientated ego to a God-based ego. Not all ego is bad. There is a certain amount of ego necessary for the psyche to have in order to preserve the self and its separate identity, existence, and uniqueness. Give your ego to God. By what new dimension are you going to get close to God today? How are you going to become the greatest spiritual being you can be? In your lifetime what new innovations will you bring to the world? What will you do to establish this mystical intercourse that brings forth all things and is the root of life's vital force? Its creative force knows no limits. By uniting with the creative force of the universe transformation comes to all spheres of our lives. We are enlivened when we work with the parts of ourselves that we have yet to develop. By this we can be refreshed from the root of our being. This is the secret of revitalization and rejuvenation. To constantly renew oneself, restores one's vitality. It's much like how your body replaces all its cells on regular basis. But this revitalizing personal renewal requires a conscious effort. The power of creativity is a virtue of heaven. Go back to the womb where it all began. You have to touch your inner being. That part of your soul which is untarnished or corrupted. When you come into contact with that part of yourself you will be filled with happy joyous intent. It is truly uplifting. Joy, the most dynamic of the positive attributes. It emanates from the supernal realm, from the root of your soul. So make sure you're happy all the time, no matter what. Joy is healing. Love to laugh. Laughter is from the highest place of divinity that we can barely touch. One who laughs is there. Try to keep a jovial state of mind. Humor can change the quality and character of our cultural life. It alters the basic texture of our thought and experience. There is a lot to laugh about. We will see retroactively how all problems, pain, and suffering were really for the best of the best. It is very good to laugh with God about apparent problems. It is a high level of expanded consciousness to feel this. The world is really quite hilarious. Don't take yourself so seriously. There is a joke to be made about everything. It's a mad, mad, mad world. People are always calling each other crazy. People cannot accept a level of truth deeper than their own. This is a world of falsehood. One who is commonplace has an identity crisis. The deeper the degree of truth, the crazier it looks. Just keep going deeper, he's going, going gone. They're coming to take you away old chum, to the funny farm, where life is beautiful, all the time. Through gladness destructive forces are dispelled one who is jovial enters into the divine space. Through this, the divine presence rests by them. Joy is the natural condition of a human being relating to the creator of the universe, it runs deep within pleasure. If you get closer to the source of your soul which means getting closer to God even your food will taste better. You will be able to find more delight in all things of aesthetic value. This adds much fervor to life. The greatest pleasure itself is coming close to God. Here one can also summon the still small voice of God from within their soul. One must just open their mind and grow. No, God can take your mind into a state of great speed, infinite expansion, unlimited ascension, immutable calm and unbreakable endurance among other states. Be aware of the true sacredness of one's life. Through closeness with God he will give you dignity. What dignity is afforded a animal? Self-esteem is important because it helps you to hold your head high and feel good about yourself and what you can do. It gives you the courage and sagacity to try new things and the power to believe in yourself. It lets you respect and love yourself, and when you respect yourself, others usually respect you, too. Having good self esteem is also the ticket to making good choices for your mind, body, and soul. If you think you're important, you'll be less likely to follow the crowd if your friends are doing something dumb or dangerous to your soul. But ultimately, the only thing that will save us from following our evil passions is the light of the God within our souls. Every man must make an effort to free human society from the gross darkness of ignorance. Beware of evils that have become social trends. If you have good self-esteem, you know that you're smart enough to make your own decisions. You value your safety, your feelings, dash your whole self. Good self-esteem helps you know that every part of you is worth caring for and protecting. Of course it's okay to have ups and downs in your feelings, but having low self-esteem isn't okay. Feeling like you're not important can make you sad and can keep you from trying new things that you need to do. It's important to know you're worth a lot. You need to make believe that you are a prince. How does a prince act? Does he act as a commoner? Think like a prince. Speak with the dignity of a prince. Live your life in a royal manner. In all your engagement in this world you are an ambassador of the King of Kings the Holy One who created the heaven and the earth. You must always represent His glory and honor. It is you who brings His splendor to the world. Remember you were created in the image of God. Genesis 1:26. By cleaving in God's glory which is upon His will, we cleave to the Holy King. He is with us, when we do His will. Only a life of supreme quality is worth living. A life where you are always trying to excel, existing is not enough. You must bring out the fullness of your soul. This is the kind of life that is worthy of a member of the king's household. He will not let his actions embarrass the throne by his lackings. It is evil that is embarrassed before holiness. But who is your real self? What is it that brings you satisfaction? Don't treat yourself as an animal, your godly soul is higher than your animal nature. It can separate you from godly awareness. Have mercy on yourself. Treat the gifts God gave you nicely. Take care of your divine image. You have this wonderful gift your soul you just need to use it. Your soul has much energy, ability you have not seen yet. The whole world was created for you. Through your prayer, thought, speech and actions that express your love for God and His creations you are a partner in the continuing of the creation of our world. It's up to you to make yourself into a dwelling place for God to dwell within, and work to reveal His presence in this world. One must look at the whole world as vessel in thought speech and action to fill with divine light. Know that evil darkness is attracted to light. Many of us who are now trying to come close to God have not established spirituality as the basis of our lives. Neither have we engaged in constantly purifying our thoughts, words or deeds. In fact, a spiritual basis for our lives is often non-existent. The opposite is actually the case. The life of the average man of today is surrounded by heavy spiritual darkness. So obviously one's attempts at experiencing God may not be so successful at first. One may require considerable time and labor if only to purify oneself from negativity and contamination that they had achieved tarnishing their soul in the past. Their unhappiness will then leave them also. Then they can then begin to explore the depths of the divine relationship. Don't set unnecessary boundaries on yourself. Thus limiting your abilities by looking at things with a bad eye. Don't be the person who withholds instead of the opening the doors. All know by God there are no limits. Your soul is literally a part of the divine. Somehow we have forgotten this. From this part of yourself your powers are also unlimited. So break through all your limitations. The soul is the animating force of life, that part which remains after our physical body ceases to exist, and that the soul is a spark of the divine which is intrinsically connected to every other soul in the universe. Everything in the world requires connections in order to work. Avoid the wrong links. Actualize the right ones. Every person, connection has that which makes it tick. The way to make it work. Avoid the wrong bonds, and merit to find the right ones, and hook them up. It's, it's just a matter of focusing on what you want to achieve. Setting your goals and going for it. Goals bring a powerful flow of positive energy and enthusiasm. The problem is this energy, inspiration does not always last. The path to achievement may not be open forever. Complete your mission, whatever it takes. You have to give it your all. It's for this reason you have been made this way. Whether you're working on bringing peace to yourself or the world in general. They are both part of the same thing. Remember that all is one in the unity the oneness of God. For God is the unity of all existence. Your inner peace is an extension of your love of God. This love spreads out into all that you do. You need to truly be aware that everything is one with God, as a fact. Then you will be able to fix the world and you fix yourself, fix yourself and you fix the world. Everyone is a world unto himself and in that light we create our own reality. We create the world around us, as a stone makes waves in the water that it's thrown in. So please pray and work towards in any way you can the healing the environment, conserving our natural resources, cleansing our air and purifying our water supply. As for now this is the only world we have to live in. Working towards its health is righteousness. Sages in earlier generations attained oneness through righteousness. It's by such things if they are done for the sake of heaven will strengthen our connection to God. All these things are working toward the ultimate goal of world peace. Be anxious for world peace. A truly virtuous person cannot be indifferent to the troubled world in which he lives. A person of wisdom can settle disputes with firm understanding that is balanced and true. Know that conflict taken to extremes leads to armament and war. Peace doesn't usually come from the barrel of a gun, it comes from the heart. Only God will be able to ultimately achieve this, but we can help. A lot of people are going to have to wake up from their blindness, before it's too late. The little that each of us do does help to bring awakening of a universal divine awareness that can prevent calamity. Plans must be made to foster life, not to kill. This will be a lot better than a big war with a crisis of total destruction as its outcome. True peace comes from complete union with God. Through peace and balance we return to the core of our being. Don't go around talking about this is no good, and that. Don't live your life talking about the negatives. Living the negative, live a positive life with flair and courage. If you think negatively, things are likely to turn out that way. No matter what happens to you, especially when you have unexpected problems of any kind. You need to keep yourself thinking and acting positively and creatively. Assure that your attitude is the very best. Think good and it will be good. It is not at all psychosomatic. A person is always thinking. Thoughts create realities that endure forever. Remove negative self-destructive, damaging things from the mind. Strengthen, upgrade, and elevate all good things. The faculty of thought is above all others. It reaches to where all other abilities cannot. Motivate yourself your personality, posture and you being will also motivate others in a positive way. You need to focus on the solution rather than on the problem. Solutions are inherently positive, whereas problems are inherently negative. This will help you to keep a positive attitude. Find the good wherever you go to look at. Accept everything with a positive attitude. Make this your focus. Make it a point in your life to find a point of goodness in everyone you meet. Something of redeeming value. Always judge in a scale of merit, seeing, and emphasizing only the good in everyone you meet. Look at the good in all people. If a fire in the fireplace has gone out, the way to rekindle it is to find sparks. So do a human soul, uncover, and fortify its sparks. These are the root of their good qualities don't focus your thought and speech on someone else's negativity. Faceless hatred usually comes from a lack of understanding of another because they are different than ourselves. This is no way to react to someone we really don't even know. Beware, people regularly create situations that are irritating or upsetting. Other people can become demanding and overbearing. Don't have a distrustful, argumentative, envious, irrational, inconsistent, bigoted, prejudice, disruptive, unforgiving, unsympathetic, judgmental, Materialistic or a superior holier than thou attitude. One of impatience. You can't always be insisting you're right, this is self righteousness. No one wants to be around someone like this, especially God. One should always think about where they want to go in their relationships and act accordingly. Choose where you want the relationship to go and carefully plan and work to get there. You should not leave your destination to chance. By carefully directing our relationships thoughtfully, they will get us to where we want to be. Our relationships won't end like a shipwreck. Seek harmony in family relationships. Seek peace and harmony in all relationships. In relationships between people whether it's concerning your relationship with your wife, children, parents, friends or even someone you may have just met. The root cause of many problems is due to miscommunication. It's important to recognize this and work to correct this problem. This may involve saying something to a person in a way they will be willing to accept what's being said. In truth, this is a foundational quality to acquire and utilize in regards to many things. From being an effective leader, having quality relationships to selling anything you must know how to speak so that you and your words will be accepted into the other person's heart. Everything depends upon your presentation. This involves making sure your word can't be taken as being offensive. They're usually a positive way to state something. This will help to bring the great happiness of harmony more into your life. You can speak from your inner spark of your divine soul to another soul, not just their physical existence. What this boils down to is that even someone who is always involved in business can really speak to God the entire day. So watch what you say, carefully. Your tongue is dangerous it is guarded by your teeth and lips. Work towards having no flaws in your speech. If you speak in a positive way the person you're speaking will not be offended and take offense. They will not be forced to become defensive. Controversy raises and elevates a person to having increased zeal in the service of God. There are endless reasons why people don't get along with one another. When relationships becomes labored, it's because we play into someone else's behavior. We allow it to happen. You must be willing to accept other people's differences. The first foundational hurdle to scale is acceptance of others. This means treating other people the way you want to be treated. This will help them to accept you. Respect is about accepting people for who they are, not about accepting bad behavior. Have respect for others. Let people open up to unburden themselves by permitting others to unfold and unwind according to their own timetable requires that we trust their intrinsic righteousness and dignity. That means to accept others just the way they are, with all of their hang-ups, faults and unruly behavior, we don't have to condone anything. You don't have to conform, agree, approve or praise, you just have to accept unconditionally. It takes unrelenting effort, but that's how understanding someone else comes to light. What goes around comes around if you want people to hear and receive what you have to say, you better learn to become a good listener. Be alert to what others have to say. Many times people just want someone to listen precisely to what's on their mind, especially when they are hurting emotionally. They don't want anyone telling them anything or what they should do. They just want to be heard. Listening is an art we seem to have lost. But by listening a good person will make them feel worthy and cared for. Then they will listen to what you need and what you feel. Listening really gets people's attention. Then you can get to them. It is best to not talk too much but to speak to the point then you can get your point across. Getting to know someone who's different than you might seem a little uncomfortable at first. Realize everyone has something you don't have. The wise man is one who can learn from every man. Honor the wise with respect. A wise man reveals the will of God. Every person has something unique to offer the world that God has given them. Always have something to give others. Every individual is valuable. If you can, recognize this in every one that you meet. Don't let your ego stand in the way, but do have undaunted moral courage. Uniformity is not a prerequisite to unity, and it should not be. Each soul is the source of a certain peculiar life force of the world. When you gather people that are far away from God and raise them up bringing them closer. This is like the stocks you bought at a low price have gone up real high. The whole point of creation is to elevate what is low. This is as illuminating the darkness that is in the world. If you are presented with an opportunity to help someone else your first inner motion should be to want to do it, not to look for a way to get out of it. Don't be callous not caring about anyone but yourself. A person should be loving. Sometimes one needs to lower themselves to help others. There are many rationalizations that people use to justify selfishness. Help anyone you can reach a place of integration and unity within themselves, and with God. Spread love, joy, and benevolence in the world. Social well-being derives comes from universal love. There is a certain moral strength with a united people. Once you have made it across the great divide to divine awareness, you may turn and help others to do so. There is great merit to the man who takes on the responsibility of transmitting the divine revelation. They are illuminating the world's darkness. High beings are those who help all people. Be impartial so no one is neglected or abandoned unjustly, or frivolously. Be always willing to help others selflessly and unconditionally. Even if it involves personal loss. From helping others, one comes to realize he's really helping himself. No, one's benevolence is enduring and daring. It is up to us. Will we make this world which God has given into our hands a hell of insatiable greed, jealousy, envy, anger, hate, non feeling, ignorance, and unfulfilled desires? Or will we choose to live in a world of love and peace? Where everyone is looking out for one another's best interests. Will you ignore your soul and choose to live life as any other animal which has no divine awareness? Or will you make a concerted effort to find out about the salvation of your soul, and then act upon this awareness? By actualizing the light of God in your psyche. The result is true tranquility, peace, and inner harmony. No matter what is going on around you. Love your life. This is not a joke. This is serious. This is your life we are talking about, your soul. Many people say they believe in God. But what is this really worth? Most people if someone offends them they will remember this for years. If they misplace a few dollars they will look around the house frantically 20 times till they find it. Things such as these they may struggle over, and it will bring them to great anxiety and worry. But will you struggle for God like this, is it such deep concern to you? Do you keep a lock on your mind to prevent its attention from being stolen away to vanity, to keep bad ideas from intruding, to stop negativity from disturbing the essence of your being, your soul? One who deviates from the way of God, this deviation keeps him away. One who separates from wholeness in their life, From God and virtue. Becomes one with separation and is lost. You're living on borrowed time based on your deeds. Don't waste any more time, what is gained? Laziness will get you nowhere. Don't live for the moment but for that which is eternal. All day long, our minds are busy planning, calculating, reasoning, remembering, along with a whole host of mental activities. We're all over the place, but not here, now. Sometimes we need to give ourselves a break. We're always thinking about what happened or what will happen. That's the root of all our trouble, the stress, the anxiety, the anger, frustration, self-doubt, tension and the fear. Meditation teaches us to control our thoughts by paying attention to one thing at a time. As a result we enter the present moment. It is here where we really have space to concentrate clearly on ever it is that we want to accomplish. Then we can lead lives that are more rational and effective. But clarity is essential. It is here that there is made an opening for that breakthrough or transcendence beyond oneself for whatever purpose if that present moment is contemplation of the divine. Here there is no confines of time. This is beyond measured space. It's timeless space, where there is no past and no future. Here all of our worries cease to exist. When you keep a consideration for eternity in the formula for your life it will be different. Meditation is a way of life. Cultivate yourself so to be ready to live in the spiritual realm. God's energy should pulsate in your heart and permeate, invigorate, and enliven your entire being. It is an electric, dynamic, fluid consciousness of God that gives existence to all of creation something from nothing every single second. One needs to restore wholeness of divine consciousness that has become disturbed, fragmented in our inspirational creative level of consciousness, one's intellect, emotions and their actions. If one succeeds at this it is possible for one to become holy and pure it is possible to hear the voice of God as when all the people heard the voice of God speaking at Mount Sinai. It is possible to put oneself back together, Doing this is the reintegration of the Creator within the creation, of God with your soul. By living engaging in divine meditation, acting with good character, kindly to all creation living peacefully you will realize the supernal things and be happy in this world and the next. It is good to read along with the podcast the divine energy will penetrate you being greater, invoking your soul. All the books are free, these words need to be reviewed many times to reveal the secret and receive full effect. This will help a real lot. An overview of everything. Including, 1 The Owner's Manual to Prosperity and the Soul for Hindus, Christians, Jews, Buddhists, Muslims and anyone else. 2 The Definitive Biblical Phenomena. 3 The Souls Speak. 4 The Owner's Manual to the Soul Part 1 The Gate. 5 The Owner's Manual to the Soul Part 2 The Kabbalah. 6 The Message. 7 The Book of the Angel Matatroan. 8 Book of Elohim. 9 Tefl in the Owner's Manual. 10. The Mystical Holy Shabbat. 11. The Divine Structure of Unfolding of Heaven and Earth. 12. The Book of YHVH. 13. Mark Abba, the Divine Chariot. You can read and down. Load your free copy of. These books at this link. https colon slash 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 2010 slash 06 slash 23 slash foods you want to eat to live long and healthy phytochemical slash.